Welcome to Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of the Kentucky Wesleyan College Alumni Association. Join us each week as we interview incredible alumni and friends and follow the evolution of their lives. We are back again for another edition of Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of Kentucky Wesleyan Alumni. I am Doug Hoyt, and I have the privilege of being your host. Today, we have a special segment. This is Wesleyan Sweethearts. We are going to celebrate those who went to Wesleyan. Maybe they dated at Wesleyan, maybe they didn't. (laughs) But in any event, they are now sweethearts. (laughs) And I have a special guest with me. For this uh, series, I have my sweetheart co-hosting with me, my wife, Brenda. Hey. Welcome. Thank you. So this is going to be a little experiment for all of us, folks. Uh, Brenda has never done this with me. She has sat in here with me, but for one reason or another has said she didn't want to get behind the microphone, but today she gets to be behind the microphone. (laughs) I'll try to be good. (laughs) And she does mean try. (laughs) So my guests today are very special. I have... Mike and Kathy Bishop. Kathy has a distinction of serving on the Kentucky Wesleyan Board of Trustees, and we're going to get to know them just a little bit today. We're going to take a journey down their life. So if you don't care, we're going to start ladies first. Kathy, talk to us a little bit about you. Okay. Um, well, do you want me to tell how I, my my Wesleyan story, how I got here? Oh, I, or? That's a great place okay. to start. All right. I went to, I'm from Bowling Green, graduated from Bowling Green High in 1974. And probably like most of my friends went to our local university, Western Kentucky University. and The Hilltoppers. The Hilltoppers. And love Western. We still support their athletic program. But um, I went to class in the mornings I worked in the afternoons I studied at night lived at home and one day somebody said to me college are the best years of your life and I thought I'm in real trouble if these are the best years of my life and I love western I don't want to say anything ugly about them at all they're wonderful but I just was not getting that college experience. So um, one of my high school friends, Cheryl Spaulding, who's now Cheryl Spaulding Grebe, invited me to come and spend a weekend on Kentucky Wesleyan's campus. She was already here? She was here, yes. And um, she was another one. She did not date her husband, Tom Grebe, while they were at Wesleyan, and they got together afterwards so I guess there's a lot of those Um, but anyway I came and visited Cheryl and I always said I had more fun that weekend um, staying at Wesleyan visiting with her than I'd had my entire two two years at Western so it was just a, a great experience everyone was so kind and just had a lot of fun so I drove back home, and I, I, before I went back to the, my parents' house, I was driving around thinking, I, I just love that campus. I just love Wesleyan, and I'm a United Methodist, and I had uh, been to Kentucky Wesleyan for, there used to be a, a women's study that my mother used to go to, and I would come for the children's portion of it. So I'd been on Wesleyan's campus, and um Drove around and I said, I, I heard God's voice telling me, 
Kathy, you need to go to Kentucky Wesleyan. That is where you need to be. And it was as clear as day. So I turned the car around. I can tell you exactly what street I was on and where I was when that vision came to me. And so I went back home, walked in the house. My parents were in the kitchen. And I said, I'm going to Kentucky Wesleyan. And they both started clapping. And they said, we have always wanted you to go to Kentucky Wesleyan. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this a long time ago? And I had a full ride at Western. Um, so anyway, I know that hurt a little bit <laughs> going, coming I, but here. Evidently but evidently they wanted you to be they there. They wanted me to be here. there. here. And so um, I made the transition. And so I started in, I guess, August of 1976. I was a junior and I was a political science major. And that's that's how I got, got here. So... Political science. Political science. Yeah, I was one of those too. Were you? A little bit later, a few years later. Um, Yeah. What did you want to do with that? You know, I I think I had visions of law school for a little while. I I just loved politics. Um, My father was in local politics, and um, I just... I loved everything about it. Um, maybe don't love it as much now <laughs> as I did then. Politics, but that is, yeah. <laughs> politics. And I just loved everything about it. I, I maybe thought about running for office someday. Um, but anyway, life takes twists and turns. And But I still, I'm glad that I majored in that. And I uh, became a paralegal, and I was a paralegal for almost 40 years. And oh, okay. I retired um Five years ago, I guess, when I was six, turned 62, my mother was ill, and so I retired to be able to help take care of her and probably retired about five years before I would have, but that's that's all right. That's just the way it was meant to be, and uh, so I spent um, nearly 40 years, most of that time, at um, English Lucas Priest and Owsley Law Firm in Bowling Green, and uh, so. If I remember correctly, that's the same firm that Bart Darrell was Practicing. No, he was at a different one. Okay. He, uh, yeah, he was at Bellor Airs and Moors. Okay. Is that correct, Mike? Yes. Yeah, he okay. was. A, he was a. El is the synonym for English Lucas Priest and Asley, okay. and and um, then Boam is Bellor Airs and Moors. So. Okay. So we'll circle back and get more of that here in just okay. a minute. But we have your sweetheart guest with us, <clears throat> Mike. Welcome. Talk, tell us a little bit about you. Grew up in Bargetown, Kentucky, and uh, when I, I graduated— Bourbon capital of the world. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and graduated from Bargetown High School and thinking about college, and no one in my family had attended college, and I remember uh, myself and another uh, student from Bargetown, Ben Hayden, we, we visited U.K., where a lot of folks from Bargetown ended up, and we also visited Kentucky Westland, and— I knew one person that attended Kentucky Wesleyan, um, and he was a senior when I finally arrived in 78, Donnie Anderson, but I'd never been to Owensboro, didn't know anything about the college other than what I learned at a, uh, a church meeting, I think, in at Butchel United Methodist Church at a college visit, and, and received some brochures, so Ben Hayden and I traveled here, we traveled to UK. Ben ended up going to UK. I ended up coming to Kentucky Wesleyan, but we both ended up being lawyers. So that's kind of an unusual, uh, <laughs> unusual part of the. But uh, I arrived in Owensboro in 1974, and 
My parents dropped me off. I had a vehicle, but it was a completely different. It, the town changed a great deal in that four years. It was just amazing. The um, um, the executive inn was built downtown. Town Square Mall. There was nothing past the, the bypass. The edge of town was Southside Barbecue. Southside Barbecue Inn. That was the only building out there. And in that four years, uh, Town Square Mall was built. I worked at the Sears out there my last year uh, in the hardware department, which I knew nothing about hardware, <laughs> but uh, just trying to earn a few dollars. So, uh, but no, it was a, a great experience. That's and that's how I arrived here. It was um, just happenstance. I, I knew that um, a lot of young folks in Bardstown they would either go to they would go to Western, they would go to Eastern, they'd go to UK. They all came back. On the, all of them came back together on the weekends. They never really branched out. Never really got to know a lot of people. And and somehow, I guess it was God said, you know, you need to meet some more people and meet some different people. Not that I didn't enjoy all my high school friends, but. Uh, so I traveled to Owensboro and did not know a soul when I landed here in 1974, and it's n- I've never regretted a, the day that I made that decision to come here. So that's not really unlike my circumstances. 1980, I came here not knowing anybody from northeastern Ohio, you know, oh, nearly 600 you, miles away. You came a lot further, Doug, Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, my mom and my brother and sister came in the station wagon with me, and Dropped me off, kicked me out, and said, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Owensboro's not a bad place to be. No, heaven's And Kentucky not. Wesleyan's even better. Absolutely. So, uh, Mike, your major? It was history and political science also. Um, I, I had, uh, my goal was to become a lawyer at some point in time. Um, there was a lawyer in Bardstown, Kentucky, that his father was a lawyer, and and his son was a lawyer. They were members of our United Methodist Church there in town and always looked up to them. They were always very uh, out in the community working and, and doing things and active in the church. And I thought, boy, I would like to do that. So that was my goal when I landed here in 1974. But again, I, no one in my family had attended college, and I was probably green as grass <laughs> and uh, when I got here. But it was... Uh, but, you know, Wesleyan was small then. It was smaller then, and it was going through a transition itself. It was, you know, it had been more of a—there were a lot of folks and still some some leftovers of that, but uh, it, it was turning into a more of a regional campus as opposed to—we had a lot of folks from um, New York, from Pittsburgh, from, uh, from Pennsylvania area, from New Jersey. We had folks— from all over the place, and especially the few years before that time, looking for a place to go when, um, you know, the war was going on in Vietnam. And, and uh, so that, you know, there we still had some of that when I arrived in 74, not as much, but I was here during that, tra- and Kathy, during that transition of when it became more of a Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, Ohio. Tennessee yeah. kind of campus. Yeah, and it still had some of that flavor in the early and mid-80s, too. You know, there were still the recruiting efforts going on mm-hmm. in that Northeast sector. Right, right. I, I do remember a lot of our friends were from Ohio, people that, mm-hmm. that we knew. Yeah, I quite just a remember. Few, quite a f- few folks from yeah. Ohio. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you guys were here, some at the same time? We both graduated in 1978, so he was just here 
freshman through senior, and I was just here junior and, and senior year. So, so you made it through Wesleyan in two years. But and it I took had Mike four. It took yeah, it took him four. Yeah, yeah. There, I brought some. There, I did bring some credits with me from Western. So. And Mike praises. Now we don't the, have to tell everything, Kathy. Mike praises the Lord every day. It only took four. Uh, that, that was some mini master classes uh, during uh, yes, the, there were. the off terms, and I took some. You know, it's funny. I was here. Uh, I went back home. Well, when we first arrived, I think everybody starts heading home. We I went home. Um, after two weeks, I headed back to Bargetown. I remember I took, uh, I can, I won't mention all their names, but, uh, there were four, three guys that rode with me. Uh, one was from, two were from Springfield and one was from, uh, Elizabethtown and I dropped them off. But, uh, it's funny. I, I went back home after my freshman year, stayed that summer. I never spent another summer at home until after I graduated. Uh, yeah. I was here all during the summers, uh, spent one summer at Dr. Metz's house, and we watched his house for him while he was on sabbatical and and, uh, and, and stayed at different places during the summers on campus. But I, I, that's how I graduated in four years. <laughs> well, I, I had my share of many mesters in summer work, too, mm. to, to get done in four, but it doesn't matter. No. Four, four is four. That's four right. is there four. There you go. Four is four. Yeah, and, you, and it'll never beat Kathy's two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just never saw it in that perspective that I was just so smart. I got through in two years. See? I mean, it, it's no wonder you're a trustee. Yeah, how about that? How about that? So, so, uh, Mike, where'd you go to law school? Uh, uh, after our graduation, uh, I'd, I'd been accepted to law school. I took the LSAT, but I really didn't think I was ready to go to law school. So I worked for a couple of years at a uh, chemical factory in Louisville, Kentucky, and at Borden Chemical. And uh, one whole morning, probably in February, I was out on the Ohio River thawing uh, uh, lines, frozen lines with mm. a steam hose, and I thought, I think I'll go to law school now. <laughs> so I went to University of Louisville. I was very fortunate. I got accepted to UK and U of L, but uh, my uh, supervisor at that time at Borden Chemical said, I'll rent you out my upstairs. It has a separate entrance. Um, it has a bathroom, and uh, it'll be $60 a month plus you everything, everything included. And I said, I'm there. So I, yep. I did that for uh, my freshman year of college, and then Kathy and Our I got married. Law school. Law school, <laughs> law school. Freshman year of law school. And then Kathy and I got married after uh, in the spring of my uh, freshman year of law school. So, so your story about working on the Ohio River, it, it reminds me, between my freshman and sophomore year that summer, I stayed here in Owensboro. And it was the only year that I worked tobacco. That summer working tobacco was what convinced me I wanted to stay in college. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Very similar to working hard, hard in the work. cold mm-hmm. yeah. on the Ohio River. It's yeah. uh, it's uh, I've worked in tobacco early years and probably done about everything you can do with tobacco. And it, and as my all my family were farmers, and I just that that, that is hard work, tough work, and it makes you want to study harder. <laughs> it, it makes you appreciate the indoors and air conditioning. That's right. It? That's right. Yes, it does. So, Kathy, you you met how? Well, we it's funny we were talking about this. We were trying to we were trying to dig into our our old minds and re- remember a few things uh, this morning before Mike went to work. Uh, we had several classes together since 
political science and history, there were a lot of, you know, similar classes. And both of us had Dr. Lee Du as our advisor, mentor, and um, we both loved him so much and um, until his death, we remained in contact with him. And I'll never forget uh, when he turned 85, (laughs) we were invited to um, his birthday party. Was it his 80th birthday or 85th? 85th birthday party. And we all got stickers that said, I'm not dead yet. No. <laughs> and he that, w- that was him. That was Dr. Dew. Absolutely. And, and we loved him, loved him, and are still in touch with his wife, um, Dr. Aloma Dew. And anyway, he... I always said he made such a difference if in my college career. He, you know, he guided us and directed us and told us what we needed to do sometimes. And but anyway, we had a lot of the the very same classes and I, I laughed. We were trying to think of the exact classes that we had. Well, Mike goes this morning and pulls out this box with off his old test in it. I said, you've got to be kidding me. You've still got your test from college. He had all of them, Spanish. You had history, Manila political science. with all the With test tests classes. And notes and oh so gosh. we were able to figure out which classes that we had together. And most of those were under Dr. D. Right. And um, so I don't have mine. I guess I'm <laughs> Kathy, I, I don't have mine either. Mine. <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. I do think at my parents' house, I still have some of my old textbooks. I think I, I do have a few of those and may have some notes stuck in there, but I don't have a carry. I'm very proud of mine. So. Apparently <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, there, there were a lot of blue books involved, weren't blue there? Blue books, yeah. Oh, that's a thing of the gosh. past for sure. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. You know, you talk about uh, Lee. He uh, he was a friend of mine also. He was my advisor as I was political science. And uh, uh, in fact, uh, we went to church with he and Aloma uh, and still go to church mm-hmm. with Aloma, mm-hmm. Brenda right. and I do, yes. and see her most every week at church, uh, he was a character. Oh, he was. <laughs> you know, he would tell you things and not always what you wanted to hear. That's exactly right. Sometimes I think it was what you needed to hear. Mm-hmm. We we were laughing. Uh, and I don't know if this was Kathy's junior, well, our junior year or her first year, our senior year, but... Somewhere, someone in the hierarchy of Westland decided to have what was called a fun day, and all classes were going to be canceled. And Dr. Dew just thought that was ridiculous, that that (laughs) there would not be class that day. So he spent part of one of our classes showing us how much money we were losing based on tuition and the hours and so forth. So we, it, oh, it, does it, that sound just, it, like it, just like him? It, it was it was pretty funny. We we <laughs> laugh and look back on that, but he, he was not a proponent of fun day. I, and I, I think it only maybe lasted one year. One or two I, I years. Two I don't years. think, it, I think it, 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 it took off. It was just a ga- just a game day and yeah. you were yeah. in the quad and and uh, I thought it was fun. I, I it didn't bother me at all but so anyway no I, I, he was an interesting guy but uh I, he's uh aloma is uh, uh a sweet lady and uh, she is she it, it's not uncommon 
she, when we're at the end of church or before church, she comes up and she'll always say something about Kentucky Wesleyan because I had her. Mm-hmm. She taught me uh, one class, just one, and uh, she does not remember this, but that was the only class I flunked at Wesleyan. <laughs> I, she, if she oh. listens to this, she knows that now. Oh, yes. Hmm. I had to take a mini master to make, to make that grade up. up. For up. Yeah, yeah. Make it up. So <clears throat> she was not easy. She was not an easy A. I, I had uh, I had her for a class, and uh, Doctor Dew, I you know, I, and I told him this that on several occasions. I said, you know, you really taught me how to think because he was not interested in. You know, specific dates, names of battles, name, you know, whatever it was would be in history. He said, you know, I want to know why things happen. You know, as long as you know that World War One happened before World War Two, you know, I'm good yeah, with that, that. That's good enough. I'm good with that. But why <laughs> did these things happen? And and he really taught me how to think. And 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 uh, Aloma, I had her for one class, and I remember she gave us. It was the uh, and I'll never forget this. And I I've told I've shared this with her. On one of her tests, it was from a picture that was in the book. It was the name of the airplane that dropped the the bomb, the Enola Gay. And, you know, that was on the question. I'm sitting there going, do what? What is this? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you asking me this? But she was. She was a very tough, tough teacher. But you've never forgotten the Enola Gay. I've never forgotten (laughs) the Enola Gay since then. That's for sure. I've always remembered that. So you guys dated for how long? Um. And how did you meet? Well, we met in class. Met in classes. We met in classes. Came. Well, but you said, were you dating then? No. No, no never no, dated in no. college. It's And it's, you know, it, it's it's very, when you look back on it now, I mean, of course, pre-cell phones, pre-everything. Yeah, how do you meet anybody? You yeah. know, still writing letters at that time, uh, and if anybody ever remembers what that is. Uh, and we graduated, <laughs> and I'm not quite sure, we just... I don't know who wrote the first letter. Probably, I, I don't know that. But we kept in touch. We did. And I we we knew each other. I was a Kappa Delta, and he was a Sigma Alpha Mu. He was a Sammy. And, um, I, you know, we, we just knew each other from class and from around campus and were not the best of friends, but were friends. And I thought, I just remember... I saw. I told Mike last night. I said I remember seeing you the day I graduated, and I was in the dorm. And I guess my parents were there. Everybody's families were there for graduation. Of course, he was graduating that day too. And I remember hugging him goodbye. And I remember thinking to myself, "He is such a nice guy." I just, you know, I just thought, tuck that in the back of my mind. He he was just such a a, a nice person, just a fun, good guy. And um, I, I dated someone else through college, and he dated, I said, others. <laughs> he had other girlfriends, <laughs> plural. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, uh, we, I, we just kept in touch, and the person I was dating, we were dating no longer after, after college, and I think the same thing happened to Mike, and uh, we had just kind of kept, like you said, write letters. We were just in touch with each other, and it was a year. It was a year after we graduated before we started dating. So that's really, like you said, it's really amazing that that even worked out. And um, 
I invited him to come to Bowling Green. And so our first date was he came to Bowling Green to my parents' house for an entire weekend, which is, you know, I, I we hadn't seen each other in a year. So that was that was unusual, I guess. I do remember this. <laughs> Of course, he had sort of longer hair. Of course, that was a style then, kind of Everybody longer did. hair. Right. Everybody yeah, had longer right. hair. So he had sort of longer hair. I remember my father gave him a pair of jumper cables <laughs> when he came to Bowling Green. I never knew if that was to get rid of me or for me to come back. I, 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 I always thought it was for me to come back, but, you know, it could have been said for me it's to— It's your story. <laughs> Tell it how you want, Mike. I, 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 try, I thought, did he give that to other boyfriends of mine? I don't I don't remember. I don't no, but he got a set of jumper cables, and so, but we he came that weekend, and we really he he was working in Louisville then, so <clears throat> I guess for another year you were working in Louisville. Yeah, and it was and it was I was working seven day swing shifts, so I really only had one weekend off a month. I worked all three shifts, and and I would get off on one Friday morning at eight o'clock in the morning. And then have until Tuesday afternoon before I had to go back to work. So that would be really the only time. We saw each other once a month for two and a half years. Oh, wow. So we always said, I guess it was a good thing we were friends beforehand. And, you know, because I don't know that that would have, have worked out or not. But we married after he started law school. We married after his first year. And then, um, I moved to Louisville after we married and, I, I helped facilitate law school. <laughs> the next two years, I worked at a law firm in, in Louisville at First National Tower. It's uh, Woodward, Hobson, and Fulton. And it was a it was a good experience for me. But, it, you know, he was studying all the time. And I had some – I really had some Kentucky Wesleyan friends in Louisville. And that helped me because being away from home, not really knowing anyone. And so I was grateful for my KWC friends that sure. that lived in Louisville at the time. At the same time, uh, my friend Cheryl Spalding Grieg was there part of the time. And then um, one of my sorority sisters, Susan Taylor – Tyler and her husband Ron was in medical school at the time, so we would all do some things, and so I was grateful. I was grateful for that. But and that's when you started your paralegal career. Um, actually, I started um, after I graduated from Kentucky Wesleyan, okay. and um, I went to work for Elpo uh, then, and then I left. After we married and and was in uh, work worked in Louisville for those two years we were there and then we came back to Bowling Green and he started his legal career and then I went back to work as a paralegal so anyway I, I worked for them most of the time I, I had mm-hmm. a couple other jobs in between but you um, worked as a paralegal for Dessa yeah, uh, yeah. incorporated for yeah. a couple of years but anyway that's so what's a paralegal do. Um, we do a lot of the same things that the attorneys do. We can do research and draft documents, but we cannot give legal advice. Um, we don't sign legal documents. Um, it's just, it's, I, I want to say it's more than an assistant to the attorneys. We're, you know, we 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 help them in, in many ways, and we'll meet with clients and, and that sort of thing. But we it's just... Uh, you're just part of the legal community. You just don't have the same responsibilities. Um, 
as as an attorney does but it's it's very interesting and i i loved it and i always worked with good people and i think that made made the difference it, so <clears throat> interestingly you know i was a political science major also and the intention was to go to law school my dad was an attorney um my grandmother was his paralegal. Oh, really? His mom. How about that? You know, it, it small town, you know, and you got to have people you trust. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, it, it, that didn't turn out. I When Wesleyan was over, I was ready to be done with school yeah. and said, no, I'm not going to do right. the years that law school requires. I went and got my master's degree um, and came back to Owensboro, but never made it to law school. Always regret it. I guess I could... I'm, kind of a paralegal now i have been involved in contracts and mm-hmm. writing and researching my entire career so I, I think i have an idea what you did right right and it's admirable yeah it, oh it's a very important part of the uh, um, of the legal profession now it because I do a lot of work for various insurance companies, and and they require that the paralegals do so much of the work. They want they you know they don't. Uh, I think in years past, lawyers did a lot of things, but they want you to u- utilize paralegals. Is that to hold the cost down? To hold the cost down, but plus they're such an asset. They can get so involved in matters, and and they do such a great job. I, I think Kathy was one of the. Technically, the first paralegals in no, Baltimore. No, uh, no, there uh, were there were others. I, I was probably among the first, but there were there were. I think there were a lot of people before me that were paralegals that maybe had the term legal secretaries, yeah. but they were more than a legal secretary. They right. did, they were doing the same. They were doing the same very thing. very same thing. Right. Very same thing. So. so you were something of a pioneer as well as beating Mike by two years at West. Well, so <laughs> I tell you what. I get more well, amazing all the time. I tell you what. Listen, you come on this program and we're going to make you a superstar. Did you pay him something? No, I, I didn't. I didn't. I laugh all the time. People will used to and still do now but they always say do you work for Mike did you work for Mike I said no there is no way that we should work together that's that would not have been because you you know a lot of couples do but I don't think that would have worked for us this is all about telling stories right Uh, that's actually how Brenda and I met was we worked together oh we did I I went to graduate school came back and Worked, uh, got an internship at a place called Grad Green River Area Development District here, oh, yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Brenda was working there and had been for a number of years. Um, <clears throat> and how long did we work together? Probably only maybe two, three, two or three years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we realized that uh, maybe we liked each other too, and we were not allowed to work there together. Right. Right. Oh. Uh-oh. So one of us had to leave. I was going to say who had to leave. I left. It was you. <laughs> I left. It, it was but okay. That's okay. It, yeah. It worked out obviously mm-hmm. for the best. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I did what I was meant to be, and I went for the school system eventually, and so that's where I still am. So it worked out good. Good. 
You know, while the kids were young, it, the school calendar worked out really, really well. Oh, yeah. heavens, yes. Yeah, it, it's just amazing. Right. So, Mike, what kind of law did do you, do you and did you practice? Uh, I still practice law. Oh, okay. I, I practiced with a firm in, in Bowling Green when I first started and became a partner at Harlan and Parker and Rudloff. And then in 1996, myself and Brent Potter and John McCracken formed our own firm and John is now an administrative law judge. Brent is a district judge, and I haven't. I've had several associates throughout that time, but uh, still practicing primarily insurance defense work. I represent folks who have been sued that have been in automobile accidents, or people that have had slip and falls on their properties or at their businesses, and and what have you. And so that's primarily my practice. I also do probate in estates and and wills for folks and. A few other things, but that's primarily my practice. But you, you never wanted to be a judge? Everybody else in that early <laughs> days became a judge. No, I, I enjoy I enjoy being in the courtroom. I try a, a lot of cases. and uh, uh, I, Just on the other side of the bench. Yeah, just on the other side of the bench. I, I, I'm just, I, I just never had that that desire to become a judge. I, I admire all the judges I appear in front of. I, Tried cases all over Kentucky, but I just I always just wanted to be uh, in the old ring, so to speak. <laughs> I'll, I'll brag on Mike because he'll never brag on himself. But for him, about seventeen years, he had more trials in the state of Kentucky than any other attorney. Civil trials. Civil, civil trials, civil trials, civil trials. So we don't try as many cases as we used to because of mediations and settlement conferences, but. Uh, we I've, we I've tried a lot of cases, so it, it's uh, it, and it's I enjoy it. It's kind of a chess match, checkers match, whatever you want to call it. So I get to do that, and it's uh, so. I, and I'm still doing it. I, I haven't retired yet. Will someday, <laughs> but I haven't retired yet. He'll never retire. He'll never retire. That, that's what I say yeah. about Doug. He'll no. never retire. No. He'll, Michael he'll, never retire no. ever. That's okay though. Right, that's okay. If you're enjoying what you're doing and <laughs> isn't that right? Yeah, and get up and are ready to go to work, and then I think that's a it's a good thing. Kathy's dad is 98 years old, and he's I don't know that he's ever sat down a day in his life. He retired from a as a plant manager at a place, a Holly Carburetor, for 34 years, then went to work immediately for another place for eight or nine years. But he is still active with woodworking and still Moses on the yard at ninety eight. So I, you know, I think being active is great. Well, that's one thing I'm looking forward to giving up is mowing <laughs> my own yard. <laughs> my father will come do. He'd be yeah. glad oh to come do yours. We'll be glad to have him. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> he, he mowed my yard for like seventeen years, and then Kathy's mom uh, was uh, uh, in bad health, and and he had to not do that any longer. I had to go out and buy my own lawnmower. It was tough. <laughs> I, I really think I really think Mike was feeling guilty because people were teasing him and said, you know, I, I, I see your your lawn guy out there <laughs> working every day and said, is that your father-in-law out there? It's like, yes, it is. So I think he got a little embarrassed after a while, but... Um, oh, my heavens. Well, Kathy, that, that, that's a perfect segue. You talked about family, right? Let's talk about family. Tell us about your family. Well, we are the very, 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 very proud parents of one son, and his name is Keith. 
and um, he is uh, he is the light of our lives. And he um, we adopted him as a as a baby, and we just worship the ground this child walks on. He's now thirty five years old, so he's <laughs> he's an adult now. But he. Um, uh, went through the city school system in Bowling Green, and he went to Belmont University oh, in yeah. Nashville. Yeah. And he um, was, is, was, is a singer, and he wanted to follow, get a music degree, and he got his Bachelor of Arts in Fine, in fine Arts, a Fine Arts de- yeah, degree, B- I believe. Yeah, yeah they changed I, it. I and what so, they called it, BMA anyway, he, he graduated. He graduated. In four years. In four years. <laughs> we, told, we told him, we said, you got four years, buddy. <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. But um, he... Uh, during the summers, and when he graduated, got a full-time job singing at Dollywood. Oh, wow. And so he got to um, meet Dolly Parton. He mm-hmm. was able to sing with her some, and we were there once or twice when he was on stage with her. So it was it was a great, great job and great experience for him. And um, he worked there, I guess, a couple of years mm-hmm. after he graduated yes. and then went to New York. And as all voice majors do, they want to try to get on Broadway. Broadway. And um, he he had some luck, uh, not on Broadway, but did a lot of singing gigs and that kind of thing. But he, um, as a a friend of mine growing up, um, his name is Nick Wilkins, and he's also known as Broadway the Clown. He went to Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus, and got went to clown college mm-hmm. and um came back to and bowling green and worked for the circus there and came back and opened um the balloonogram company and he did like costumes but he did balloons and a lot of the balloon animals that was sort of the, mm-hmm. the right. thing then right. and when keith was about five years old his brother lived across the street from us and keith was friends with um, his nephew. Anyway, Broadway taught Keith how to do these little balloon animals. So when he was oh, five, six years old, he was doing these little balloon animals. Well, long story short, Keith evolved and kept doing balloons and balloon arches and big balloon massive things. And when he was in New York, he had as all New Yorkers do, have several odd jobs. But one of the things he did was a lot of balloon work. So he, um, I said, I always felt really bad. One day he, or one time he called and he said, I didn't have enough money for my rent this month. I said, honey, why didn't you call us? Because people would say to us all the time, we know you have to subsidize Keith in New York. And we said, that child does it on his own. Of course, we would have, but he worked all sorts of odd jobs. And, and anyway, he said, I had to go. He said, I went to Central Park, and he said, I put a tip jar at my feet, and I did balloon animals and handed them out, and people put tips in the jar, and I got enough money to pay my rent. Oh, of course, I was sobbing. Made. I was sobbing on the right. phone, and I thought, oh, my child, my child. But anyway, he uh, stayed in New York for 10 years, and in the last year, he has moved to Charleston, South Carolina. He had done some singing um, and some shows. They have a lot. They have some 
theater things there. And um, he fi- he finally got on Broadway last March with the Jonas Brothers. They hired him to oh, do man. balloons for the complete stage, the outside of the stage. And for I, two nights. For two the- nights. And I think it was like 4,000 balloons each night. And they oh, wow. did... First night was all multicolored balloons, and the second night was all yellow. It was the color of their new album that was coming out. So, and he had done work before then with the Jonas Brothers uh, when he was in New York uh, for Saturday Night Live. He did balloons for their stage appearance on SNL. They had just gotten back together, yeah. I think, and he had done that. But he's done some balloons for TV shows. Had done some works work for with, Tina Fey. Works for Tina Fey, and, and, and he does all these corporate things now. It just it's fascinating how much corporate business because he still he lives in Charleston but he went back to New York he'll fly uh, back, he'll fly and, back do and do things with Tina Fey and certain movies and different things and I I tell him all the time I said you know your mother and I could have bought a lot of balloons for what we had to pay for you to go to Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we're glad he went to Belmont, and we, yeah. we're glad he uh, graduated. And, but he's turned what was just a little hobby as a young boy into a, a, a big business. And um, when he moved, he was thinking about moving to Charleston, he goes, Dad, what do you think? I said, son, I didn't think you'd last two weeks in New York, so I think Charleston will be a breeze. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, right. He is, he is really done well. So he's an only child, and um, so my, as I said, my parents were, are from Bowling Green. I have one brother, and he's a retired police detective, and he has two daughters, and so we've got nieces that we love and uh, then now they have children so we have great nieces as well and um my father's still living at 98 and i said it was a couple of years ago people were calling me saying kathy i just drove down your dad's street and he's up on the roof i thought you just want to know and uh you know it's he is still very active and sharp as a tack and and i'm very grateful for that and uh so that's me. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about hobbies. What do you like to do? I think I'm a volunteer. I, <laughs> I think I don't know how to say no, and oh. I'm a volunteer. I, mean, I love things. I love antiques. I walk every day. That's Brenda. That's I, I love go. to walk. Yes. That's my exercise. Yes. I have a friend that most Monday through Fridays we walk. Uh, about 4.5 miles every morning. Oh, wow. And I um, can't touch that. It's it's my only exercise, mm-hmm. and we've been doing it four and a half years. We were, um, my friends, she and her husband and Mike and I were going out to the Grand Canyon, and we were going to all the, the national parks out there. And I, not that I was in poor shape, but I, you know, we just needed to get in shape. So yes. Chrissy and I decided that we didn't want to be found in a ditch somewhere <laughs> collapsed. So, or the bottom so of the canyon. Right, right. Yeah, so the bottom right. of the canyon. So we started walking, and um, we, we've we been doing it about— Going on, going on five years now. So anyway, I'm real, I'm real proud of that. But you should be. I, I volunteer. I volunteer at our church. We go to State Street United Methodist, and that's where I grew up. And Mike was United Methodist at Barstown United Methodist. So he just he came came with me, and um, 
I, I serve on uh, Youth Services Board for Bowling Green High School. Um, I, I volunteer for the Medical Center at Bowling Green. I serve on their board of directors and their parent company, Commonwealth Health Corporation. And I do, um, I volunteer. We have a new medical school. It's not brand new, but it's associated with the University of Kentucky, but it's in Bowling Green. And they have, uh, usually bring in about 30 medical students each year, and it's in conjunction with, with the medical center, and I do some volunteer work with them. And so I I guess I'm a volunteer. I'm a, I'm a mom <laughs> and a wife, I guess. And I try to be a good daughter, too. Well, and I don't think there's anything wrong with giving back to your community. No, no, there's not. In fact, I believe that's what everybody should do. Give yeah. back in a way you're able to. Yeah, you, you try. And, I, and one of the greatest gifts, and you were talking about me being lucky enough to serve on our board of trustees, that has really been a gift to me and i i have enjoyed it i've enjoyed um being with people that i knew meeting people that i didn't know maybe i knew of them and um i just enjoy seeing the debt is you know doug the dedication that people have to our have to our college through good times and bad times and um there is a there's a love there that and you know, I have friends that feel this way about their colleges, especially I hear a lot of my friends that volunteer for Western, and I know they have a love for it too, but just because your college is, is small, um, I just think we love it love it even more because maybe they need us more. There's, there's fewer of us, and um, anything that we can do to help, um, I, I see that, and um I'm very grateful for the opportunity to to do what what little I can do, and uh, it's been it's been a blessing in my life. It really has. I've said it many many times that Wesleyan became part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and it's hard to explain that. Right. It really is. Brenda did not attend Kentucky Wesleyan, but she quickly realized that it was part of me, and it was going to be part of her if we were together. Right. 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 And right. and she now feels that same thing, mm-hmm. you know, even though she didn't attend here, but she's part of that. And you're you're absolutely right. It's just something about it. I don't know if it's the same way at every college, but I do know it's that way at Kentucky Wesleyan. It 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 really is. And we you know, we talk we talk about Wesleyan all the time, not just because of me uh-huh. serving on the board, but it's it's probably every day we say, you know, or reminded of someone and uh we had a very good friend, um, my friend Re- Rebecca Horn Turner and uh she passed away um, back in September and she would we were not big friends in college uh, just because we weren't around each other a lot she was in a different sorority and and uh, we were different majors but um, after college we became really good friends and she would come and, and visit and stay with us on weekends and you know it's 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 old friends, it's new friends, and it just, uh, Wesley, I just can't say how much Wesley, and like you said, is a part of our DNA. We we, we bleed purple. Our, we're huge fans of Bowling Green High. Mike serves on the um, 
city school board in Bowling Green, and um, they're purple and gold. And um, of course, Wesleyan's purple. And Brenda, uh, I'm going to cut. Nobody yes. can see that, but Brenda right. has on purple. I have on purple today. She, you're wearing like, purple. Like everybody can see that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I, I wanted to comment on that Thank and give you, you credit Thank for you. that. But it it just it's just. It just becomes part of you. It's just part of your your well, mentality. Yeah, it plays such an important part in your life. I there's no question in my mind. You know, I when I attended West, I, I probably wouldn't have graduated from anywhere else. Not just because of the smaller classes, the attention from the professors, and uh, if I'd have, if I'd have headed up to UK with my good friend Ben Hayden, I probably wouldn't have lasted very long it would just you know it it was a good situation for me and and when you're 18 years old and you're out on your own and in a strange city that you've never been to before you you know you learn about a lot about life you learn a lot about yourself and uh uh and i think that's why it's so important to not only us but everyone that, that attends here i've always said um i said if you were sick and missed a class mm. that was fine but if you missed a second class, somebody was checking on you That's right. to make sure you were okay. The professor was calling or somebody from that class was, you know, making like, Dr. Dew wants to know, are you, Kathy, are you okay? That's right. You know, have you got, you need to go to the doctor, whatever. And um, it was just that sort of um, special attention. And, you know, the I am still so close to to girls I lived on the third floor of people's dorm with and um, I don't see them every day but we're Facebook friends we call each other we text each other we'll get together every once in a while and you know it's Wesleyan is for a lifetime it's not just it's not why you're just in college Kentucky Wesleyan is for a lifetime and I love and I value um, my friendships that I made there, and I, I am so grateful that I had. I wish I'd had four years here, but I didn't. And um, I, but I'm so grateful for the two years that I had, and it, it's it's just made such a difference in my life, and I'm very thankful for that. I tell students whenever I have the opportunity to talk to them, they are lucky that they are a student and soon-to-be alumni of Kentucky Wesleyan because there's 8,000 alumni across this world. And if you need anything, look one of them up, Mm -hmm. and they're going to help you because there's something there. There's that little bond. Mm -hmm. You may not be best friends, but they'll help just because of that. I think so. So, Mike... Kathy, uh, we are nearing the end of our time together, so... It went fast. I, it went faster than I thought it was going to. It always does. Doug said, I'm going, my name is keep talking. talking. It's, it's, they it's, don't no, hush. No. It, we're we're both fun. talkers. So I like to wrap things up, though, with one question. Now, I get to ask this question. I always refer to Brenda... But now she's here, so she gets to hear the answer live. <laughs> I'm going to ask you the question, give you a chance to think about it, and then I'm going to tell you why okay. I'm asking. Tell me about a favorite vacation. Now, that might seem very out of character, but here's why I asked. 
we are not that far from retiring. We love to travel. And so we're stealing people's ideas That's about right. where they love to travel. So I think she has a really good thought here. I think I know. And yours may be the same. And it may be different. And that's okay. It may be different. We love to travel. And we don't do it several times a year. We save our money and we'll take one big trip. And um, when when Keith was young, we'd go to Florida all the time. You know, right. spring break, fall breaks, all that. We just you just automatically go to Florida. But as our call as Keith's college debts were paid, <laughs> and we had a little had a little more opportunity to travel, um, we started doing some cruises and um, some travel overseas. And um, we went in. I think it was 1985. We went to France. And um, not eighty five. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yikes! See, thank you. That's why it wasn't with me. If you went in eighty five, no. <laughs> oh, no, here's another story. Okay, this is my Kathy part two. Twenty fifteen. Right, twenty fifteen. I see. I'm losing my mind a little bit at a time. Twenty fifteen. Is that right? Uh, I'm that's, sorry. That's closer to the mark. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, we went, We did go to France. Is that correct? Okay. Yes, we did. And we did to go together. Uh, uh, yep, we were Kathy, together. And Kathy, we, do you need a lawyer? Uh, <laughs> I need some rest. I think it's what I need. Um, but we went. We did go to France, and you know, loved Paris and all that. But we went to Normandy, and I. I tell you what, that trip, I have to get emotional talking about it. My father was in World War II, and my um, his brother, my Uncle James, were, was. And, um, I, of course, being a, a history buff and all that, it just, I think every American, if possible, should go and see where D-Day happened. And we've been to the D-Day Museum in New Orleans, which is a fascinating place to go so if you can't go overseas that's a wonderful place to you know to relive history but um to walk on the beaches where you know d-day the longest Mm -hmm. day happened Mm -hmm. and we went to saint mary glace where the paratroopers came in and um i i will never never forget the opportunity to me that was just uh it was just an opportunity and it was an it was an honor to to be there and um i think my uncle james was on one of the beaches uh, and i can't remember which one but we saw um the majority of them i guess but it it's just uh, of course it looks different but some of the same buildings were there you can see they'll have old pictures and some of those buildings are are still there but anyway that that is We've been some wonderful places. We've been fortunate enough to, to do have some wonderful trips, but I think that made more of an impression on me. So if you two get to go, go there. You are not the first guest who has recommended right. that trip. Oh, right about that. So it, it, it is rapidly moving up well, on the priority list for us. It's, and to go to the American Cemetery there is just, I mean, it, if – it doesn't bring tears to your eyes. I, I don't. I don't know what. And we also. I'll tell this really quickly. Um, the tour we were on, um, 
we had been to the American Cemetery, and the bus driver, our, our guide, said, "Now, not everyone will want to get off here. We understand that, but uh, they took us to the German cemetery, and it was many of the German soldiers that were killed on D-Day. And the American cemetery, if I'm correct, and Please correct me if I'm wrong. The American cemetery is cared for by the French. Mm-hmm. The German cemetery is not. It is cared for by um, German um, horticulture Hort- students that come from Germany at different times, and they care for it. And um, it's, you know, they're the the crosses are dark black and there's a mm. mound where there's thousands of mass, german so it's a mass grave, grave. Mm-hmm. and there's like german soldiers are buried on top of each other and you look at the ages of some of them were like 14 and 15 years old and you know it's the tragedy is not lost on you just to, to, to see that and um is as horrible atrocities that went on you it just it just brings a different perspective when you see such young people that you know had died and maybe they didn't understand what all was going on but anyway that it's just uh, it's a it's a heart-wrenching but fascinating place to go okay your Honestly, turn i'm sorry no. i i would agree france was a great place and and we we were have been very fortunate to travel overseas for the last several years and uh, one I would uh, equate with France, though, was uh, we had the great fortune to go to Italy and landed in Rome and, and went through, uh, oh gosh, uh, Florence. Florence and, and Vienna. Uh, Vienna and Milan. Milan. So both of those are just, it's, it's so fascinating. I know kids these days, a lot of them. <laughs> Kids travel more than I ever thought about. That's right. exactly right. And, you know, student study abroad and all of that goes on, and they travel more than I ever, you know, I don't, I'd never been in an airplane until, like, we moved to Bowling Green, and that was a small plane on a legal trip that I went on. So it, it but trying to see all those things of the sights of the world that you read about and, you know, looked at and seen in movies, it, that's what's fascinating. But France and Italy both were very, very Do- special. Doc- Dr. Dew would be proud of us. <laughs> he, he absolutely would. He absolutely would. Well, Mike, Kathy, thank you so much for being oh, with us you today. Thank you for thank having you. us. <clears throat> this has been fascinating. I've really enjoyed this. and. I, it was easier than I thought. I don't know. I don't know how fascinating we are, but but we love Kentucky Wesleyan. <laughs> well, it maybe those words alone will encourage others to be guests on our show, right? So, uh, with that, I want to thank everybody. This has been an episode of Alumni Evolution Sweethearts Edition, and I want to thank my special guest. My lovely wife, Brenda. Oh, <laughs> love you, honey. Oh, love you. <laughs> and until next time, take care. This has been another episode of Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of the KWC Alumni Association hosted by Doug Hoyt, class of 1984. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow the Alumni Association on social media at KWC Alumni. See you next time, Panthers. <laughs>